Welcome to Hungry Hip Hop, potless style reviews where we dish out the freshest takes on what these artists are serving up. We're looking for the spiciest bars, vibes, and production in order to expand our palettes and diversify our playlists. On today's episode, Peggy is back with another EP. Following EP 1 in 2020, EP 2 dropped in February 2021. This collection of songs come from Peggy's time during the pandemic lockdown. It's unknown when each of the songs was completed. EP2 is all stuff we haven't heard before, while the first was very singles made across 2020. Before this, Peggy had dropped two major albums, both of which are really well received. Veteran 2018 and All My Heroes Are Cornballs in 2019, one of my personal favorite albums of that year. And with this EP series, Peggy is continuing to cement his place in the rap game. All right, Alan. What'd you think of this one? Yeah, so I'm a huge Peggy fan as well. And so I was super stoked when I heard this drop. But I ultimately was like really surprised when I first heard it because I don't think Peggy is really pushing out into new directions a lot on this. Mm -hmm. This is the time when I felt like this is Peggy in his most like normal kind of rapping, in my opinion, and sounds that I would hear everywhere. Overall, I would say it's cool. I think it's fine. The album is pretty, it's pretty negative. And that's one aspect mm-hmm. I really like is Peggy is just like letting all his frustration from the past two years come out. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's good. But I really wish there was a little more experimentation on this. I wish we could get some more, some more Peggy weirdness. I felt like was a little down on this. But overall, I'd say it's still pretty good. I just have a really high bar for what I've come to expect from JPEG. Milo? Okay, so this is Milo live and in stereo. What our listeners should expect from this album. So it's a pretty short album. It's only seven songs. Average song length is about two and a half minutes. So you're not in for a really like long project. And I think the the longest song is Fix Yourself. And the seconds to that are Keltec and this one's for us. So it's like the middle of the album where you get your longer songs. As for sonically and production-wise, it's, and I'm talking about like vocals and music, it's kind of like trying to listen to your friend talk to you in a loud club. And that element is what actually really killed it for me when I get to my impression of the album. As for technique, if you're into more of the kind of triplet style delivery that's really popular these days there's a lot of that it's a bit of a hybrid between that and the talk style rap it's not you're not going to get your 90s boom bat traditional delivery like logic or whatever or your iambic pentameter from other like ovio rappers as for my personal impression of the album i was not a fan to be honest i'm interested to hear what people have to say about the lyrics because I gave this album two listens. I gave it two listens and I still don't like nothing. This dude said stood out to me. The only, the only line I can remember from the album that stood out was something about not wearing a mask. Oh, I'm excited to get to your lyrics. In. <laughs> um, personally, I really enjoyed this. The first time I listened to uh, EP1, I actually wasn't a huge fan just because I, I only listened to a couple from the singles that were previously released, wasn't a huge fan. Then going to listen to EP2, I wasn't sure what to expect. All of these were new songs, as Alan has previously said. That being said, yeah, went and checked it out. 
loved it given multiple listens um the lyrics in this are really aggressive so this is the thing with peggy is that he used to rap like aggressive vocally and have aggressive lyrics now this kind of new style he's in really kind of ever since all my heroes are cornballs is he'll be singing and like doing this very kind of soft uh vocal style but the lyrics will still be aggressive as hell talking about you know shooting people and you know this and that and white boys hiding from him shit like that and so yeah i don't know i really like this uh alan i fully get what you said by this he this wasn't experimenting like this all sounds like like any of these could have been throwaways from all my heroes of cornballs or you know made any time during the pandemic um this is nothing um this doesn't feel like anything new. This is stuff we've all heard from him before. And so I do agree with you. It's not very experimental, um, especially coming from experimental artists. You would expect them to keep experimenting more. That being said, though, um, I still like him. I like his. I like this sound that he's kind of gotten since All My Heroes instead of the more previous sound he had on Veteran and uh, Blackman Cards and stuff like that. And so I like this sound. I mean, I would love for him to experiment more and change also, but I like this currently too. So I don't have a problem with it. One thing I want to say about the lyricism is if you just look at what he's saying, this feels a lot more veteran than it does Cornball to me. Yeah. Where he's yeah, coming out with true. anger, fucking bars about guns everywhere, mm-hmm. and even like working some video game video game references in it. So the lyricism on this, I feel like is on point. Peggy's always on point with that. Uh, it's, it's mostly the production and the weird places where Cornballs went that I wish I could get a little more out of this. Yeah, yeah, that was... Yeah, actually, yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, Cornballs was much more experimental than this one. But uh, should we just do track by track? Only seven of them? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, Last Dance. Alan, what do you think about this one? I like I like it a lot. Probably mm-hmm. what's going to end up happening as we go through this is I'm going to say that I like all these songs and wind up giving this a spicy, even though I started by saying I didn't like it because there's just so many bars and... <laughs> Peggy always just comes through that now I'm looking at it like one of the first things that when I was listening to veteran that that I loved is um when Peggy said I'm dra- out here I'm dragging bodies out here like it's metal gear <laughs> I love that line and then he comes in again here on this track same and it's the same placement where the metal gear reference was on track one of veteran now track one of EP2 mm-hmm. it says he says solid like it's Kojima who designed me, who made all the uh, yeah, all the Metal, Metal Gear Gear. games, which is the like <laughs> non-normie deep cut that I hella, hella appreciate. Um, so the lyricism, did, I'll get off that. The lyricism is just really, really good on this. I like when he, I like when he, t- when he said um, when he's twerking on stage, feel like Mary J. Blige. I don't even know what to say. There's the lyricism is great. There's no, there's no hook on this. But there is kind of there is kind of this like horn section I feel like that I really like that yeah. almost serves as a chorus where you can keep coming mm-hmm. back to it. And it worked really well. It sounded it sounds pretty good. Overall, this is a solid track. Good intro. Mark? Um, yeah, I really liked it. I love, like I said, I mentioned before, I love Peggy singing. One of my favorite lines from this uh, song is, I found the beat ducking these crackers. I feel like Bin Laden. (laughs) That's a great line. Um, Oh, my God. That's such a bar. Um, 
but yeah, overall, I liked his flow on this. Uh, it was very vibey. This just kind of song that I kind of like, just kind of almost like want to smoke and dance to, like just kind of just vibe out. It's just kind of really fun to listen to and vibe. Um, but yeah, and then uh, Mila, what you think? So, as an intro track, which is interesting because the next song is called Intro. Oh, intro. <laughs> I don't think this is very strong because your introduction to your album shouldn't leave me thinking that my stream is frozen. There were both times on both plays when I played this, I thought, oh shit, I didn't press play, but it was just this long period of silence. So mm-hmm. at first I'm just confused and the music starts and it's not that engaging because, and this is, I'm willing to double down on this. There's not really like a prominent kick in the production over this whole album. And what you guys, so listening to you guys talk, it actually highlights what really killed this album for me, which was the production. Mm-hmm. So the lines you mentioned were actually, were good, like Dragon Bodies, like Solid Snake, or I'm Solid Like Kojima, who just signed me. I honestly couldn't hear them. And here's the thing. When I listened to this the first time, it was in my car driving with like the windows down. And so coming away from it, I was like, okay, well, maybe it was all the ambient noise that distracted me from what he was saying. But the second listen, I was in my house with my bluetooth speakers up and several times i was still looking at my phone like oh is my volume all the way up on the bluetooth like maybe there's a disconnect here so it i i was not engaged on a production level to even be able to key into what this guy was saying and then i i come here and you guys are mentioning these lines that are pretty good so i i wasn't it wasn't strong for me it makes sense too because he does emphasize the production or like like the, the instrumentals over his vocals and his songs. And so if you're not feeling the instrumental in general, then yeah, that's going to ruin the song for you because it's going to be hard to even hear what he's really saying because they, they kind of overpower him. Mm-hmm. And I'll say I had a really similar experience to you the first time I listened to Veteran mm-hmm. when I was like, this shit's kind of weird. Like the noise is different and he's mm-hmm. going so fast that I can't really understand everything he's saying. So I think Peggy as an artist, like always tries to make it. So you're finding stuff on repeat listens, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. It doesn't start out as something that's a great like car banger. And, and also I did want to follow up real quick because I was mistaken when I said that, that we didn't get any of these tracks prior to EP. This actually was one of the things that he came out with on 2020. Uh, yeah, this is the only but one tonally, yeah, it says that on Genius, but yeah. th- this tonally is really, like we'd mentioned, this is a really like aggressive track mm-hmm. and really violent, which is not what EP1 was. So he decided, hey, I'm going to throw this on EP2, which is going to be a little mm-hmm. darker. It's going to be more lyrically focused. And that's why he just fucking put it before the song called Intro. So <laughs> That makes a whole lot more sense now. <laughs> yeah, and why it just feels like it's randomly chosen. Because which it kind is, of was. Which also, Milo, makes complete sense to you saying this doesn't sound like an intro. <laughs> like, yeah. that, all, that all kind of comes together now. Um, oh, God, what was I just about to say about it? Um, also, Peggy, it also isn't weird that his production might take the spotlight because remember he self-produces like all his music 
uh, for the most part. And so for him, it's not like the uh, vocals need to be more pronounced than the production by any means, because the production is still his work being, you know, highlighted. And so for him, I can very easily see like that not being a bad thing to have like the production being the main part that kind of stands out to you at first. Yeah. And then, and then later you could catch the vocals or whatever. Like it's all him anyway. So, um, all right. The second track, intro. <laughs> um, I did not like this track at all. This this track that it grabbed me, it was so short. Um, yeah, like it just it wasn't even, that was even bad. It's just that like I don't know. It just didn't grab me. That's all I can say about it. I mean, I don't blame you. It's the shortest. This is this is the this is the album's or EP's shortest song. It's just forty four seconds. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I feel pretty much the same as you. I don't have anything written for it except that it's the shortest song. <laughs> yeah. And to be frank, even replacing this intro with mm-hmm. the with the prior track mm-hmm. wouldn't have been a strong enough introduction to me. There's just nothing. There's nothing visceral about this music that punches me in the stomach or makes me feel really reflective mm. to draw me in. Mm. Alan? I really had, I really had like the opposite criticism that you guys had, because this is one of the things that I remember that I'm going to remember. If you ask me in two months, what I remember from EP two, it's going to be at the end of the day. I know your bitch ass ain't going to fade. Can't let these niggas talk to me. No fucking way. Just that chorus yeah. is going to, what served as an actual chorus on this album so like stuck in my brain after a couple times so i'm actually surprised to hear you guys say that because i couldn't even if i didn't take the time to look at what song it was i wouldn't even have been able to tell you the name of the track it might have just been an attachment (laughs) right but it like at least it does stick in my head which i guess is refreshing on a peggy track because so much of it i find is dense you need to pay attention and listen to the lyricism and watch what their production is doing this one is really i mean it has at least a catchy chorus and it's short so it's it sticks out in peggy's library for me in that way but it's not it's nothing i would really say is peggy one of his best songs or anything that's fair um i mean i feel like we don't really have much to say more on that one fix yourself um I like this. I thought this was dope. Um, the line, this was the line you might have been referring to, Marlo, where he says, 2020s, or 2020 niggas out here with no clue, no plan, and no mask. Yeah, that's the line. <laughs> I was like, oh, I like that. I like that line. Um, and he has also another line where he says, I love my baby like Trump loves Putin in the deepest way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I was, I was, I was feeling fix yourself, uh, Alan. One of the singles, like before this, I really, I actually really do like this song. Mm-hmm. My, my favorite, well, one of my favorites is the, I love my baby like Trump loves Putin. Mm-hmm. But I also love on the this pre-chorus earlier. He's like, shout out my babes and my husband. I love you all equally. Every morning I body shame. I can't stand my oh, face. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Hearing the word body shame in a rap song was just hella funny to me for some reason. <laughs> just, I think Peggy kind of like hits this 
balance between being like really edgy on purpose mm -hmm. and sort of trying to be trying to how am I going to put this trying to go against masculine stereotypes on the other end so he'll he'll say something talking about his Glock and about all these bitches he has on one song but then at the same time he'll talk about cross-dressing and having a husband and how much he body shames himself and I think that's, that's why weird that's yeah, why. It's weird that he's able to hit on kind of like the the 2000s rap you need to follow the rules kind of thing mm -hmm. but then also be the like the modern sjw rap type and he kind of blows through them in a really cool way and then the song also just has like a really really good chorus at the end of the day i know your bitch ass ain't gonna fade i don't know yeah. it's wait of, so it's this is of... the chorus of the previous song i just realized right yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it is. Yeah, so that's, intro, that's not, intro to fix yourself. Yeah, no, that's, that's a negative. For me. That's, <laughs> that's why I was nah. sitting here when I was reading when I was like reading this that verse or the hook. I was like, God, wait a minute. I do like the hook, but I do remember liking it from a different song. Then I was just like, then when I was reading this again, I was like, Oh shit, he re like that makes intros feel even so much more pointless. Like if the intro if intro is only the hook and that hook is on the next song. Why was that not just part of the song? Like, I'm very confused. So why not a separate track? <laughs> and I wonder if we would have received it better if we didn't have Last Dance. Where if, I feel like it, if intro just started the album and we didn't hear Last Dance, I feel like it would have made that transition a little uh, a little better. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's... Like a little sample hook for y'all and then we get to the song. And then I we get actually to the song. Exactly. Yeah. But oh, I, I also understand he wanted he wanted to put Last Dance on on this. I'm because... the last track. Yeah, it's called Last Dance. I mean, damn, there's a Netflix documentary. <laughs> but doesn't that but doesn't that say that he would write a song when when Last Dance a documentary came out in like July of last year? Mm -hmm. So like it makes sense that the song called Last Dance is going to be the one. <laughs> that came that he skipped over for ap1 and then another thing that's confusing about the whole naming convention with that is that there's somewhere else on this ep that he says put my enemies on last dance yeah he does yeah and, but it's not on the song <laughs> last dance and so, huh. and so every so and so that was really <laughs> no but that was really confusing to me because we have a song called intro but it's not the first song on the album and then we have a song called last dance but it's not the song that has the line about last dance on it and then we have a song called intro that's just a chorus and then a song called fix yourself that's the next song that uses that chorus it has the chorus of the intro <laughs> i don't know about this <laughs> see i appreciated the whole yin and yang thing of the of the last guy we did uh slow tie but I don't know. I feel like this he's doing too much. Like Alice in Wonderland shit, right? <laughs> well, but also know. this is like I see what you're saying. What you're saying is valid, Alan. Like I'm following you. Like, yeah. I'm checking the boxes, but I'm just like It's either creative or just a mess, but like it could be either or. I'm leaning more towards this as a creative like choice, but this could just be just how much of a mess this is happens to be. I don't know. <laughs> well, for me it's that's kind of the reason I'm giving Peggy the credit to like overlook the continuity like problems I feel like it has is because he's marketing this as part of his EP series. This isn't mm. this isn't like cornballs or veteran where you're going through this like 
structured thing quite as much but but at the same time peggy does obviously think about it if he was willing to take last dance off of ep1 and stick it on ep2 because it tonally doesn't fit so i don't know it's if you want to give him if you want to like hold that against him i wouldn't blame you for that i personally will be okay saying this is an EP. It doesn't need to follow the continuity that well because we live in a world right now where we just get these deluxe albums that double release and increase a single album sales numbers. We live in a world where people are doing weird shit to like mess with streaming and Drake is calling albums playlists to avoid criticism yeah. of his album. So if we're going to give yeah, those people credit all through his albums. Right. So if we're going to give those people like the benefit of the doubt of saying, well, it's not really an album, so I'm not going to worry about the continuity too much, then I'm willing to give that same credit to Peggy, an artist who I want to give as much credit as I can to because I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but I wouldn't hold it against like Milo if you'd said, I wish that he hadn't done that because it is kind of out of place for Last Dance. You know? Well, no, actually, now what you just described, actually, and it, like illustrating all of this. Per- just you know i accused him of doing the most but then you pointed out actually no it's these polished rappers that are doing the most (laughs) with their deluxe albums etc etc so now i'm like yeah no no okay yeah no young thug had a real big problem with that where beautiful thug girls was supposed to be his or i think it might have been really even been barter six was supposed to be like his album but then they changed it to a mixtape and then beautiful thug girls is supposed to be his debut album but it came out and sold so little that oh no it's just a commercial mixtape and they kept doing that jeffrey was supposed to be like they kept doing that all the way until um i think it was so much fun like technically so much fun as young thug's debut album though he's had like five commercial projects no Oh damn! I didn't even know. That's that. what I'm saying. Like they, like all their commercial mixtapes. He has a label. He like has a multimillionaire. Is a has songs with like Drake and all them. But no, these are all just mixtapes. I haven't released my album yet. Get the fuck out of here, nigga. These, these albums. <laughs> anyway, and to though. Peggy's credit, he even like it wasn't that he was lazy in making this song last dance. It was that hey, I just don't think this tonally fits. Yeah. So I don't know. I give I definitely extended credit for the continuity, but yeah. we can get off that. Um, were there some good lines in this one? Hold on, let me see. Um, even though you try to give me wait, my baby's barely scratched the surface, there's a deeper state, even though you try to give me top when I was not awake. I was like, It's assault, yeah. I was like, That's a I didn't expect to hear something like that. Like, that's a interesting bar. Like, no, it's it's just felony assault. And, no, 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 that's like, what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's interesting <laughs> bar to hear a rapper say, though. Like, <laughs> some girl, he's like, yeah, this is actually trying to give me top when I was awake, and, like, I'm kind of criticizing her off of it. Like, damn, you just don't... It's not something you hear, that's all. You know? <laughs> I don't hear too many rappers talk about that. Most of them brag about it, if anything. But him is not... He's not bragging in that line. Yeah, I mean, I... I... See, that's that's really weird to me to think about. It reminds me of that Danny Brown situation when yeah. when that girl touched his cock while he was performing. Sucked his cock while he was performing. Pulled it out yeah. and sucked it right in the front in the front line or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so it's but that's kind of goes back to what I was saying about how Peggy can can be this guy who's gonna talk about guns and talk about like banging white girls and stuff, but then can also 
turn into this this person who's complaining about like body shaming and being enough and like female on male rape allegations which mm-hmm. is something that like most rappers would be like bragging about and i mean recent rappers even still do yeah right? recent rappers will still brag about that shit yeah wow Peggy, man he's a trip yeah <laughs> um we'll go next song celtic there wait i was trying to think there was one more like line that i really did want to point out but maybe oh okay yeah verse verse two um took reduction made a mess key ingredient was studafed i'll let you bitch niggas do the rest like mm-hmm. i don't know i like i like when there's a bar that's talking about something like like doing drugs but you have to be a little bit in the know mm-hmm. to know what Sudafed is in fact what it does in the context of the drug scene mm-hmm. so that's him yeah kind of i like that <laughs> that's actually pretty cool so, but it, but it's what i was talking about where he can do the like the druggy rapper flex on one mm-hmm. hand with Sudafed, but then he can go back and talk about the like female on male rape on the other and that's kind of the yin and yang that you were talking about that is a really cool element to peggy mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, but yeah, so the song Celtic. I really enjoyed this song. Like, I really enjoyed it. In fact, my roommate, who doesn't even like uh, this album that much, or Peggy at all, he uh, walked in, like, knocked on my door, walked into my room, was like, what are you listening to? And I was just like, oh, uh, JP Mafia. He was like, for real? He's like, this sounds great. I was like, yeah, no, this is <laughs> really good. Um, but yeah, I like this. He has great lines. Niggas are mad because I'm black and I'm hostile. Cracker salty. I'm pretty and paid. <laughs> I thought that was really nice. I really like where he says, um, mask off in the future foreseen. Mask on. I don't want to be seen. Dot PNG. Get your quality up. JPEG. I compress all my schemes. <laughs> like, God, that is yep. a bye. <laughs> like, um, but the whole time, like, when you if if you were to just read these lyrics like oh this is like some like rap shit but like he's singing all this shit he is just like you know mask off out in the future for saying like he's just singing all this shit which is like when you read these lyrics you would imagine this to be some hard shit how is this pussy still running the scene what does this actually mean like like these just sound like harder lines but he's singing all this shit which is once again just kind of mind-blowing so there was a section, if I if I could just go, there was a section where he talks about the game being being like a video game, but then also talking about talking about like water that I really liked when he's mm-hmm. talking about because they know that the market is mean. Niggas will shark shark your whole style. Hope you're ready to drown for the team. Shaq Fu, you can't stop this brain. I can't believe that talent brought fame. You can't believe I created a lane, and I can just. I can keep going, but there's mm-hmm. so many ways that he's able to take the image of like water and the mm-hmm. image of like video games and for multiple bars, just weave them together in these different lines about Shaq and his game Shaq Fu and like reigning as like the Lakers three time champs and having all of those hit on those two separate levels, I think is something Peggy is uniquely good at mm-hmm. where I'm going to compare myself to water. I'm going to compare the game to this video game Shaq Fu, and I'm going to spend an entire verse kind of weaving my way back and forth through them on different levels. Just really well on this song. And like you said, it's not, he, he really is just, it's really impressive that he is just like, you could sing this if you're like, 
yeah. like a young white girl and you want yeah. to say words. it's not it's not that he's coming with this aggressive rapper type energy it's he is like singing this hard ass rap verse melodically and i yeah. think that's that is pretty sweet <laughs> um but again it is something that i feel like he really hit well on cornballs and does almost yeah. the whole album of that on cornballs yeah so this is like i like i said i like this i like this ep but it's kind of stuff that i've heard from peggy which is good mm-hmm. i'm a fan of what i've heard from peggy you just want to know you want to know yeah but maybe he's saving that for the next album so you know who knows who knows oh uh, well, yeah i should watch the interview but I, I mean, I'm seeing the interview. I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm assuming he's hoping his he's holding his new creative focus for the album. You know, I'm hoping at least. Um, but also, he just has a quick couple of bars, real quick, where he uh, says, um, "808, watch me peek and attack him. All this talk, my niggas yell action. How did I catch you lacking? When you got no money, I'm laughing. I'm talking minimum wage. Rappers can't do what I do because I own all my shit. I do all of my shit. Most of y'all can't relate. Yeah, I like it. Oh, and then actually right after that, um, when, when Peggy hop in the booth, he get paid. You hit the booth, bitch. You know you a slave. You know what you signed. You know what you don't save. Uh, you know what dub. I'm using the pain. So, but also, God. Oh, if I was just gonna say, that's I didn't even pick up on that, but that's such a great commentary on the whole mat, like owning your own master, mm-hmm. kind of signing to la- signing these right labels now. where you don't own any of your shit, so you're not like I love that. He's like, I hop in the booth, I make money because I own all my shit. So when my shit gets yeah. played, I'm making money. When you hop in the booth, you're a slave. You're not getting anything you're creating. Almost like the labels are taking most of that. <laughs> And what's what's admirable about Peggy in that sense is that Peggy like put out a bunch of EPs when he was just this like this weirdo edgy dude on 4chan mm-hmm. who just lived in Baltimore doing this from his garage and he was putting out projects like the Black Ben Carson or like I might vote for Donald Trump because he mm-hmm. like worked his way up here from that. So now I like that he's actually taking that flex. Yeah. Milo, you got anything on this? Yeah. Uh, so. The so Celtic, how can I put this? So this is in the, that middle block I was talking about, yeah. where we have "Fix Yourself," Celtic, and this one's for you, where the songs are just a little bit longer than normal. It's like three minutes, but that's cool. What carried, and I'm this is I'm glad both of you have highlighted this. Now that I, now that I think about it, the vocals are what I enjoyed most about this mm. album, and as a matter of fact. He did that No Scrubs cover. It wasn't really oh, a cover. Oh, I love it. What song Basic is that? Basic Bitch Tear Basic, Down. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's good. what came to mind. So I guess a more positive point that I didn't start out with about this album is that if you can't get past the production where you can't really hear, because once again, you guys keep talking about all these lyrics and all the aggressiveness and violence, and it really didn't come through for me because I, I just honestly did not hear it. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, this song Celtic is where I said no prominent kick or at least not one that every speaker can discern. Mm Because I genuinely thought, okay, if my car speakers didn't hear him and now my like sound system at home didn't hear him, maybe I need to like get ear on headphones to hear him. I don't know. Like maybe I need some kind of special. I don't know what's going on. So if that didn't do it for you and if you couldn't get to the lyrics for them to do it for you, you can at least hear him singing. 
And that is good. I, I like the, and, and as a matter of fact, on Fix Yourself, I like the vocals too. So he's, he's good at that. He, I was, yeah, he's I, a good singer. He just is. Yeah. yeah. There's another song actually on here. We'll, when we get to it, but like where I, one of my notes was, I really actually hope Peggy stays in this lane that it's not, I mean, I mean, I like him experimenting, but I also like what I like. it. So like, I kind of hope that even as he continues to experience, he kind of keeps with this, like, like R&B, like singing over with like heavy lyrics. Like I, I love this shit. He sounds really good. Like this is a lane that he works incredibly well in, in my opinion. Did you, if I could just ask, did you guys listen to EP one? I didn't. I have. Didn't I mean, have. I listened, I listened to it like a month ago. Three, Would you three, say that you like this one more? Originally, I said no. First listen, I liked EP one more because EP one is the songs vary more and like how they sound. Mm-hmm. Almost all the songs on the sound pretty much the same for the most part. On EP mm-hmm. one, the sound is a lot more varied. There is some like rapping, rapping. If I'm like right, whereas I see, I don't think in, I don't think this whole project there's no like rapping, rapping. Like it's most all singing, rapping. If this whole project, uh, whereas EP one, like yeah, that's one where Tears on Curry where they're like spitting and shit, you know, like so. Bald. Oh my god. Bald. Yeah. Bald so and fire. Yeah. Bald and bald yeah. remix on that project. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that when I first heard it, but then like after I kind of listened to Bald more, I was like, okay, there's something about it that caught me like the second or third time. Yo, I'm glad you guys mentioned Bald. Just real fast, okay? This is about 30 seconds. <laughs> These songs sounded so much the same that I the album ended. And you know how Spotify just throws a random song from yeah. that's yeah. similar? Yeah. And it was I, I, I was just listening. And it wasn't until a Vince Staples song came up that I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I haven't listened to Peggy in three songs. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that's funny. <laughs> Um, I had a very, I had a very similar experience my first time through that it's it slipped into one of the tracks off EP one and I was like, wait, I definitely heard this before. <laughs> yeah, um, this one's for us. Yep, this one's for us. Um, this was another good one. I really, really liked. Uh, oh, this was actually the one where I said, yeah, Peggy needs to keep with this melodic singing. I hope this is his new lane. Um, Oh my God! Uh, line: uh, White writers want to paint me as edgy. Can't handle the fact that I'm rapping. Um, and for the most part, don't though, uh, don't, don't mention Melon. Melon is his biggest no, no, fan. No, I don't no, hear no, any no. Melon. He just did it. I would have if he didn't just do that interview with Melon. Otherwise, I would have flamed Melon. But he just did an interview with them, so I can't say shit. But um, I actually did not start off liking this a ton to be honest the initial vibe was not hitting for me but when it got to verse two verse two actually is where he raps i'm pretty sure like verse two he like rapped raps in this and um white boy scared of the peg in private but posting a black squares now i thought that was a really really great line i liked mm-hmm. it a lot but um alan how do you feel about this song verse three is my favorite verse on this whole EP by far. Really? It's yeah. It it starts out kind of like, okay, eating ass, feel like Pat Command. Okay, good line, Peggy. Mm-hmm. Rich and bitter, black Batman. All right, <laughs> like I'm liking that. it. I'm liking it. But then he, then he fucking turns it up to to eleven when he goes, when he <laughs> when he goes down like. Leaders is a rapist. Rest of y'all suspicious. That liberal arts degree ain't really hitting. 
Fuck it. Time to hit to Combi. Do dishes. Your boss is a rapist. What did I do? I missed it. Black, beautiful, and damn, I'm gifted. You being white just got you that position. You're not with the shits. You're not that good at business. You vague with your threats. I'm direct with my pistol. Mm -hmm. Like, that is awesome far, bro. Fuck, dude. Like, that was me just, like, reading it, not trying to do the flow at all. But the fact fact that he's so smooth on it and just everything is hitting so hard every single every single line in that verse i think is awesome and i don't know if that's that's really what i do there was a nice little throwback in in the intro where that woman is like everything about jpegs i like yeah yeah (laughs) and then she's just been on a few there's been she's been on a few of his albums where she's like and i like jpegs Mm-hmm. and i like jpegs a lot and she's been all over a few of his albums that it was funny to see her back but damn this is peggy just i feel like peggy must have written this when he was the most the most fed up with kind of the white instagram activism yeah with the lines about you got your position you're you mm-hmm. like you liberal with the, your white instagram you yeah. white instagrammer <laughs> hipster with your black square like you got a job because you're a white liberal, and yeah. I've been out here grinding. Don't try to act like you haven't. Yeah. So, this is Peggy Peak performance right here. I love it. That uh, was a f- no go ahead. Well, I was just super quick. Like that was the first line that stood out to me. Black, beautiful, and damn, I'm gifted. You being white just got you that position. That was the first line that got me. Like, I was like, yeah. when I heard that, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Milo. I don't. I don't have much to add on this one. It wasn't. Mm. That's all good. No, no, that's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> um, well, I got a question for you, though. So, like, we're, you know, through most of this project already. And multiple times, you know, you stated, once again, the production just couldn't grab you. And though you liked his melodic singing, that, like, uh, it didn't really help. You couldn't catch the lyrics because it, once again, was so low compared to the production, which also just wasn't catching you. Do you think now knowing kind of what he's saying in these verses that if you were to go back and listen to this album or project whatever again, like, do you think you would actually enjoy it more or do you still have the same product with the music and that like, you just can't really hear what he's saying as much? So do I, do I think that if I went back and listened to it, knowing what I know now, I would be able to overcome the lack in production? Yeah. No, well, the direct answer to your question is no. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Well, the, the one follow-up I would say is that that's kind of an experience that I feel like everyone has to go through mm-hmm. with JPEG, where the first time I heard Veteran, I was like, okay, this is cool, but it's really fast and it's really like abrasive. Mm-hmm. But it took me a few listens eventually. I loved Veteran, then I was able, when Porn Balls dropped, I just loved it right, right off bat. And then Mark, I remember I was texting you about Cornballs like when it first dropped and you're like, oh yeah, like I listened. It's kind of cool. And then I remember when I saw you in Sacramento, we played it in the car and it was yeah. like, damn, this shit is fucking yeah. hot. And, but it's, I, I would encourage you, all that to say, Milo, I would encourage you to go back and try it because I had the, that experience with Peggy. Mark had that experience with Peggy and I, I think that, I think that it will hit for you a little more, but Maybe it won't. Especially if you like his singing. If you if you like it, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess it's a production difference, though. That doesn't matter. Like, I actually like his production. I like it a lot. Um, 
I love the soft sound when I'm looking for it or when I'm expecting it, I guess. It's only yeah. when I'm not expecting it and I'm expecting something harder that then I get the lack. But once I know that that's what I'm getting, I could really enjoy it. So, yeah. I guess just briefly, mm-hmm. it would be unpleasant work for me to have to get over that production Mm. that the production it isn't just not hitting it's also kind of i guess oppressive so i would have to work it it would be like exercise to listen to it again i know exercise is valuable but (laughs) But it still hurts (laughs) to do it (laughs) i'm dead (laughs) um all right, um, we just, yeah, we just did one. Panic Room? I, I, I super like Panic Room, too. Yeah. This is the one that I feel like has, it, it breaks away from the song, or this album being too dark. I feel mm-hmm. like where this one almost has a little bit catchier of flow, where I can immediately be like, hit to work with the Chucks, young Mr. Miyagi, and as soon as, like, I hear those those words i can feel the flow of the verse coming through the rest of it and it really is just two two verses really and then also i did want to highlight verse two he references the like the artist tattoo mm-hmm. take two de la soul and i love i love like i didn't know this about peggy peggy is a really and it makes sense now peggy has a really diverse musical diet i feel like and so he's shouting out people like 80s rock band that he's that he loves in the same time that he's referencing like De La Soul mm-hmm. and all these different influences that are making this like weird ass edgy artist mm-hmm. so once again verse two is like super short that did like the little different genres of influence that he shouts out but again the flow on this I feel like is fire mm-hmm. and I wish that well I mean it's maybe it's fire because it's a little bit different and breaks up monotony a little bit for me, but like it a lot. Solid track. Milo. So much like an expecting parent, this is when I felt like the first kick. Mm-hmm. So that was a major plus for me. And I think that this particular song had the best, best beat by far still were not making it for me like the beat was there i was keyed in it actually if i'm not mistaken so i kind of zoned out on this one's for us and then panic room came on and i was keyed in by the music and brought out of that but the vocals just didn't make it past that threshold for me to key into what he was saying so when you say like the flow was really great i i don't have any anything to say about that either you know for better or for worse because i just but the music definitely caught my attention, and that's a plus, especially for what is it the next to last track? Yeah, that's fair. Um, God, yeah, I forgot he was. So I'm looking. I'm genius, and it's like written by JP Mafia, mastered by JP Mafia, mixed by JP Mafia. I forgot. Like, not only does he just do vocal, like, like, like lyrics production. I forgot. Like, he really does do it all. Like, engineers, masters, mixes, like. He, he gets the full check when he's making his music. <laughs> like like yep. that check isn't divvied up amongst other people, bro. He gets the like he's not getting up for a small percentage. He gets the full check, bro. Um, but uh, well, just like once again, so like his lyrics, bro, like 
My pop was a zombie when I tore for like Booty Talk 17. I've been Walking Dead for too long for too many seasons. Well, it's like a running joke of Walking Dead. Like, mm-hmm. it was a good show, but goddamn, like, it did. It just kind of started going downhill. For so it's in like eight seasons or something? Bro, it's like they, they went for it. I stopped watching it, bro. And then they yeah. had the whole like Beyond Walking Dead or something or the little AMC spin off. Yeah. The prequel. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that either. Yeah, bro. I was like, it started off strong, but yeah. It went too long. Um, <laughs> when I scream out cracker, I'd be shaking out the dandruff. Ra- Peggy is the only rapper who says the word cracker, and I love it, bro. <laughs> like, I'm here for it. <laughs> Peggy is also the only rapper who says the word dandruff, and I love it. Um, and then, like, he just has bars on this. Like, um, how Peggy only 5'9 with sticks as big as Diesel. My puppies told me feed you. These bulldogs, they gonna eat you. All donkeys die at point range. This flick ain't got no sequel. You joke like he and Peel do. Banana clips gonna peel you. Monkey business to major moves. Like, put him in the sky where the angels groove. Like, goddamn, bro. Peggy could Fucking write. bars. Peggy could write. Like, this nigga really is multi-talented. Like, oh, oh no, bro. The nigga, the nigga's talented, bro. For real. Um, you say that these bars are good. The delivery is, okay, the delivery, I get, like, that's that's what's popular now. But I don't know. I'm not necessarily even opposed to delivery because I like like King Vaughn and uh, who's old boy that I sent you the other day, uh, Nihon or what was his name? Nimon. I don't know. Oh dang! Well, I was looking this like. Anyways, the point is, I feel like if you got this guy in the booth with a producer like No ID or Kenny Beats or hell even Kanye West, mm-hmm. somebody else producing the music. And getting his vocals to to pop out a little more, I it would be it would be far superior. Yeah, I, I'm I, sorry. I, I just that. that's fair. I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say he should stop producing his own music. Maybe I don't know if you're going to produce Namir. His name was Namir. Uh, oh, YWB YB and Namir. Namir. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not even going to say like you should stop being a producer. I, I'm just saying right now it's not it's not hitting. Like you need to watch a couple more YouTube videos or whatever <laughs> the case is. <and>, like. <laughs> Peggy would be so fucking mad to hear you say that. Just I'm that, sorry, like, dude. he would. <laughs> he would be hot, bro. You're definitely just... gonna be in that album, bro. He's definitely gonna bitch you, dog. Bitch ass nigga, Milo, wanna pull up on me and hide behind. Co- <laughs> Yo, I'll battle you. Be it in an issue. <laughs> my one of my favorite lines off cornballs. It was just, I got white shooters like the old magic. I just, <laughs> yeah, this is a great line, bro. But, fucking Vucevic about to roll up on you but um I don't know it, I feel Peggy's abrasive on purpose right yeah. it might not be your jam but he he sets out to say like this isn't like it's I don't think his albums are ever meant to be like in the car bangers as much as they are like angry angry nerd in his headphones listening to the lyrics I think yeah. is more along the lines of how he wants people to consume this than just yeah. like throwing it on in the car you know um uh-huh. at least for the first couple listens but that's who peggy is he's just he's mad as fuck and he wants people to say this this production is abrasive it's not going to be mm-hmm. really it's not going to have the most pop appeal like especially if you go on veteran but yeah peggy be fucking hot if he mm-hmm. if he said oh i wish you could produce a little more like fucking <laughs> go, go watch the YouTube videos to learn how to produce peggy <laughs> yeah, if you suggested youtube like 
Like there's a <laughs> critic with a podcast telling, giving him advice to watch YouTube videos. He would fucking shoot you, dude. If you were white, it'd be the holy grail. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> um. Yep. No. That that's uh that's just petty. Um. That's funny. But I mean, I do get it, though, because at least with other rappers, when they're not producing all music, you are going to get a variety of sounds, even if they're still aiming for the same sound, just by the simple fact that it's a different producer, you are going to get a variety of sounds. Like, as experimental as JPEG Mafia is, I he also has a sound that he typically goes for, even if it's the same type of experimental, like, similar paths. And so... It's great. I think I, I'm pretty sure I sent it to you, Milo, but uh, where he's on Kenny Beats the Cave and he raps over that Kenny Beats beat, and it is fire. It is fire. Um, in fact, on All My Heroes Are Cornballs, he has that uh, same song, but with his own production, and I like it a lot less. I do not like the song as much with his own production, but when he has that same verse over the Kenny Beats production, it is hard as hell. And so, so that's. Two people with the podcast. We're different though. We're different. It's like I said for that that verse, like specifically in general for the album, I would much rather the album have sounded like Peggy's production than the whole album have sounded like Peggy and Kenny Beats. Because like Kenny Beats. Because what Peggy and Kenny Beats make, though it is fire, I could also hear that from like ten other rappers. Whereas most of all my heroes are cornballs, there's not another rapper that's gonna give me that album. Like they can't. Yeah. Like 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 the the his vocals and lyrics and production and it master and like the mixing matters too because he mixes weird on purpose and so all that can only be created by like the same mind that has all those thoughts in mind. Like that's not a patchwork. Like even though it's chaotic, it's not a patchwork. It's all like it's like a planned chaos that works perfectly in that album. And so I agree with you in that, like, I get the benefit of having a different somebody else produce the beat or the songs, but also I do like his production. That's crazy. How would you feel telling a student, like, this essay was terrible, man, but you know what? I don't know another student who could mess up an essay (laughs) in such a fantastic, yeah, terrific fashion as you. (laughs) But you're using words like like mess up in a terrific fashion. I well, yeah, well, I mean, it's no, a good criticism. Yeah, it's no, it's no secret to anyone that I don't think the production is good. So I'm already coming from that. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, the, I just the uniqueness like of it when it's not good in the first place to me doesn't redeem it. Yeah, see, so you're just you. The the thing that I'm pushing back against is you words you use terms like good in the first place as opposed mm-hmm. to like not hitting for me is yeah. very. It comes off really. I, I don't know. It comes off kind of objective, which I don't. I don't think you're saying because I think in that this way. is a great production. I understand if it doesn't hit for you, yeah. but I think this is great production. That's what I'm saying. Different, not worse or messy. Different. Okay, I mean, well, that could be one of our side dishes. We can, you know, <laughs> go and we can discuss the elements of true and beautiful production. <laughs> <laughs> but to, but I think it is like a a mark of good criticism is being able to say like to understand the appeal of something that doesn't like hit for you. So I never try to like, unless I have called stuff on this podcast bad before, but that's only if I multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times. (laughs) But that's only if I feel like it was genuinely low effort 
that I can't find something someone else would draw out of it. Whereas like Milo, at least you can see that me and Mark pulled out like bars that we super liked off this. Right. So obviously yeah, there has to be something there. The production. Or, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Where to me, I like, I understand it's abrasive on purpose. Peggy like wants you to dislike him. It's kind of one of those <laughs> things enough. about <laughs> him being an artist. It's, he's like, Peggy in some ways is like if Tyler never like got older or like got more mature, but he just got older. Yeah. And like, oh, now instead of like complaining about like, like instead of going to buy shirts with my friends and write on them, now I fucking buy guns with my friends. Like, that's kind of accurate <laughs> if i do this shit i actually talked about in my earlier music <laughs> yeah now i have the money to fucking do it yeah how to be as scary as tyler Doug. <laughs> tyler but, and peggy just have fight to be edgier. i mean in, yeah. in what way though have i failed to understand the appeal I mean, I said it. I said you said it. Object. Like, you said it's. You said it's not good. That's not understanding the appeal. You're saying words like "not good." This is a trash essay, where it's not. Melon does do that no though. Nuance. Melon will call shit trash, just straight up. So that's True. because he views it as low effort. That there's nothing else to be found there. Clearly, Milo has heard me and you talk about the value that we've gotten out of this before. Because Wait, no one like when Melon talks. About I can understand why something can appeal. Talk about G Easy that there is that there's just better, better no, music of that. I thought I thought G Easy was good. I thought Wait, it was really good. And y'all, Alan, you did can, not respect it when name I said me, that. Name me two songs by the on that album. Name me two songs right now. All right, uh, cheap porn, free drugs, and then uh... what? <laughs> what? What did you just say after cheap porn, free drugs? You said free drugs, and then I said, Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. You, you're just trying to argue with me. I'm fucking done. No, it's we'll... still an album. I still no, like real talk though. I do fuck with that album. I thought hold it on, good. I can understand why something would appeal to somebody and say it's bad at the same time. Those two statements can coexist. I get why people like Americanos. They're bitter lawyers who have. <laughs> really hard like tough lives <laughs> and the the like this the plain taste of that straight espresso just hits for them i don't like americanos i think they're garbage <laughs> but right, i think but, like but when i can you say, understand i think they're garbage that's not a good criticism that's it doesn't taste good to me i feel well, like you said saying, a good criticism you said a bad criticism is when i have a failure to understand but i'm saying i can understand and say it's bad at the same time so I mean, at least well, my no, criticism is my not bad. Is that bad doesn't exist. Bad as a, I don't know. But no, but no, that's what I'm saying. Fantano will call shit bad. He can acknowledge what other people like it, but he will straight call shit bad, though. Does not good will be on the title of the goddamn screen. Yeah, so, yeah. so why, am, <laughs> why am I getting hit with the... <laughs> <laughs> you are holding him to a higher standard for some reason. <laughs> right. I, I just, well, okay, maybe I'm holding... Okay, that that's a standard that I should, like, more just hold for myself if you i don't know i feel like you approach this album in in a weird way of like first time listening to it with like with the windows rolled down and like not really understanding the lyricism and i feel like to have that be your experience where you're not you're fully under you're admitting that hey i didn't really catch any of these things but i'm mm -hmm. still going to call it bad where like oh i didn't hear these bars that you guys are talking about 
to go and then call that bad because you missed it is the part where I think there's a disconnect for me. What What are your thoughts on me listening to it in a second time in a controlled environment and still not catching those same bars? I would easily, I that in that time, I would probably give you like a little more benefit of the doubt, but then I would still push back to saying, oh, but the production is just bad though, is also something I'd push back against. Oh, well, because, that's what I did. <laughs> I know, and that's why I'm pushing back against it, saying that no, it's abrasive on purpose. And I think that if you listen to it a little differently or listen to what Mark and I had been saying earlier, you'd understand that no, it's not bad. Maybe it didn't hit for me, but it was abrasive on purpose. So I should acknowledge that the reason I found it that way is because it's meant to be that. So it accomplished its goal in that sense, right? I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Like it doesn't sound like what you're what you're saying is mutually exclusive to me. It's it sounds and like it sounds like what what are you trying to show me? That's my decision on this album. I already figured out what I'm going to rate it on a spiceometer. So it <laughs> oh, might surprise you. Given all this pushback, it might surprise <laughs> you what I actually have written down there. <laughs> no, no, but I, I guess like I'm, I'm just pointing out so I can make sure I understand what's going on is that you could say, like you could understand why something might be appealing to other people and still call it trash at the same time. Like, like Milo's, as far as I'm concerned, correct me if I'm wrong, but your biggest complaint is that even if we even us acknowledge us acknowledging how dope the lyrics are it highlights your point more to you of the fact that i couldn't hear these or find these because the production did not bring me to them is a problem in the first place whereas for alan and i we were able to get to them through the production because we actually enjoyed the production and so for you not liking this type of production like will does not allow you to get to the lyrics and that's a bad thing to you like they're not mutually. I think that's a fair. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I would just sort of react differently if Milo had said what Mark you just said. I'm a great speaker. It's what happens. Uh, where? Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where I just where it's more an issue of like it was communicated better, mm-hmm. I guess, and it comes across a little less like I'm calling this objectively bad mm-hmm. because I don't think I think this isn't objectively bad. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I wouldn't say it either. But there's there's albums that I would call objectively bad, but other people would say like, no, I think this hits for this and this. And I could be like, okay, I understand. I still think this is a Jeffrey bad album though, one hundred percent. I think I don't think Jeffrey is a good album. But but Milo, would you really say that this album is objectively bad? Actually, um, no. Given <laughs> what I have written here, <laughs> right. So it's weird that you would call it. That you would call it bad and trash. Well, right? you asked me. Do what? What production? He called the production bad. Okay, if I we're going to separate in that sense, then okay, I will. I, I don't know. I just cut. I feel like you're just coming off like really overly negative compared to the praises that you have said about this album that haven't all been good. But it feels like trash isn't really what you what you mean. That's fair. I do think you are being, what's the word? Regarding the album. Hyper, hyper. What happened? Hyper, there's a word for that. I can't think of the word. Doesn't matter. Anywho. Hypercritical or something? But no. Not, but it's It's just a little overly negative for I feel like you've been pointing I, out good things where it's it's just a little disconnect for me where you're saying, okay, these bars are really good and like I wish the production was different. And then you take that to, but it was trash is kind of a jump that I feel like isn't fair, you know? Okay. Uh, 
my my statements are out there for everyone to review and they can make their own conclusions. I love how this is always a quarter. I mean, I just, I, I, no, I just personally, I don't remember saying the, I remember this whole entire thing arising out of my criticism of the production and my criticism of the production being a bad criticism on the basis of the criteria that Alan provided about my criticism of the production. Mm-hmm. I don't remember even at the outset of this podcast saying that the album was trash. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was talking specifically okay. on the production. Okay. In that sense, I apologize. That was probably on my end. But yeah, I and I guess we are just going to disagree about the production in that way. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He went, this is a 90s boom bap nigga. He listens to like Stop. logic. He doesn't, he doesn't <sighs> think, like this, like this production really? is not going to capture him. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he needs, he needs fucking no ID alchemist, you know, shit. He just, okay, this, this will never reach him. <laughs> it's not going to reach him, bro. <laughs> it's lost. Yeah, fair enough. Um, last track, Feed Her? Don't feed her. <laughs> you don't want to be fed. <laughs> also, this nigga says the word Kimber at least 100 times on his album. He uses Kimber's it. It's a gun, right? Yeah, but he says it like he uses it constantly. Like every song he mentions it at least like twice, three times a song, bro. I was like, God damn, like this thing is constantly like the way people talk about Dracos, he talks about Skimber. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like uh, how much old rappers would talk about Hennessy. It's it this is Kimber. Yeah. Um dude, he has a line of this song. Dude, this is how I feel so much, especially when I um when I was a supervisor for like college freshman, <laughs> he has a line where he says, I'd be looking at these children and like, what did you do? And it must be the boomer in me. <laughs> yeah. That's a great vibe, bro. I love that shit. <laughs> um, these niggas don't know how to score. They just set in the screen. Oh, that's a mm-hmm. basketball bar. That's a basketball bar. Y'all just, y'all just, y'all just making space for me so that I could, you know, score. That's all. Oh, that's a bar, bro. Um, my bitch the same color as Davies. That's all funny, bro. <laughs> um, well, do you remember off of off veteran? He said on that first track off veteran, I need all my bitches same color as Drake. <laughs> <laughs> He likes light skinned bitches. <laughs> yeah, that's for him. Black girls, light skin, that's the Peggy type. <laughs> also, can we talk about like how much this nigga really like he really hates internet niggas? Because I, I mean I would imagine yeah. like, how abrasive his lyrics were, especially like if you go even earlier, like his lyrics were in my opinion a lot more abrasive on songs like um I'm a vote for Donald Trump or um Handbag or there's one where he like talks shit about Bernie Sanders even, but like his lyrics were a lot more abrasive back then. So I could imagine him getting a lot of like woke white kids messaging him and like him just hating it. So like he's constantly talking about how much he hates these like yeah. people commenting and messaging him. He's talking about how he's going to find them. Like verse two, oh, that's your IP for certain. My Kim or my main bitch. <laughs> but yeah, my IP for it. <laughs> Like he yeah. talks multiple times about finding people's IP addresses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean on this on this track he has one worst part about these niggas I know is they pussy as fuck and we never gonna meet. Yep. Like, yeah. like obviously there's fucking internet internet commenters on Melon videos talking about I don't like it as much as Lil Wayne. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
And this man's like an actual veteran too. <laughs> like he's like yeah. he an actual, you know, like military veteran. And these people are just talking like just like mad shit to him online about like all this whole shit. He's like, bro, you're pussy. You would never face me in real life. <laughs> well, that's why I love that new meme format, which is all those like really like white children holding cell phones. And then it, it says like, I used to, I used to love Travis Scott when it was all about sipping lean in Houston and driving on a warm night with with the homies and and just this like nerdy ass white kid <laughs> yeah no this shit is um he also has a library he says uh my role different i'm kyrie irvin <laughs> yeah. do, you know, do you guys know who dave east is yeah he's a he's a really he's like a tall crip rapper from new york I'm assuming he's like kind of light skinned. Yeah, he's light skinned. He's like he's like Drake color. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. Peggy's staying consistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like Drake color. But we know uh, we know what Peggy like. Yeah. Yeah. Davy's got bars though. Davy's got bars on some songs, bro. But um, yeah, you know what Peggy like? Peggy, Peggy like the um, you know Drake Drake like bitches, bro. <laughs> 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 um but yeah i thought this was another great track um did you think it was a strong outro though no and so that's the thing for me is i could kind of like not that i could care less i just don't think about it like i'll never think about an outro unless it's a great outro like when i'm listening to tyler or if i'm listening to i don't know like to me tyler always well typically has great albums i didn't like his like kendrick. Igor. kendrick you know like uh j cole there's certain people that like when i hear their outros like that's the closer to their album it's not just the last track on the album and so but like i also don't mind if people just have the last track like i'm not i don't criticize for that so for me i'm fine with this just being a good song but i will say it's not like a, a it's not in any way she perform a grandiose like outro I got my mm-hmm. like to me this is just a little side project he did while in quarantine and so i treat it as such if That's i would if this would have been labeled as like this is my next album and he would have dropped this i would have been hot i would have been hot i would have been like i mean these songs are cool but what the fuck peggy like give me an album this sounds like what it is a little side quarantine project these are some songs i mean we're in quarantine here you guys go keep you fed thank you <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs> hip jars over there <laughs> um but yeah alan how do you feel overall though yeah uh so i want to definitely give credit to milo your criticism that i didn't know when this thing fucking ended either <laughs> and um <laughs> i like another like i said that song off ep1 came on and i just thought it sounded familiar i think the song is good enough though i i definitely will give Peggy the credit that this is kind of for lack of a better term just some rap songs that he had <laughs> and and so I don't really need to have it be because it's an EP I don't need for it to to like make that kind of sense like I guess not chronologically but at least order of songs don't really matter to me that much but I don't know. I think the song is good. We got more lines about about the Kimber and all that, and I loved. I got a shout out to Kyrie Irving, but this one is this is another one of those songs that if you're someone who really wants a hook and you want a chorus and something you're going to want to come back to, 
um, or that you're going to just remember after hearing the song once, I don't feel like it offers you really that much. So Milo, I definitely, definitely feel your criticism there of, I would have personally liked a way for this EP to close with something that really like stuck with me. And I don't think that this does, but I mean, like I said, it's an EP. The song is fine. The Kyrie Irving line is probably my favorite. But again, this is me. I'm, I'm normally like an album listener and EPs like just aren't really that. So I'm, I try to give him that credit that, hey, I like the song. The song's fine. But I didn't know that it was ending. So pretty neutral towards it. Milo? So when Mark said he didn't think it was a, a good outro, you know, I was obviously vibing with that. And, and then when you echoed the criticism about not knowing when it ended, and it just kind of reinforced the idea in my head as just being like just a bad, but then the context of it being an EP, two things. First of all, I, yeah, I think that mitigates the whole, it's, it's not being the best outro. The second thing is that I just noticed I, this is our first EP, right? Uh, there's no way. Uh, I think this is our I, first EP. Is it? It might, I mean, it might be. Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Let me go. I mean, we're coming up on a year now, so maybe. Like, I can't. Because we did our first mixtape. A year, holy shit! Uh, We did our first mixtape with Lil Wayne. uh, No ceilings. All right, that was our first Uh, mixtape. I don't think we did. Gorillas wasn't an EP, right? No, that was an album. That was an album. Yeah, you right. Is this your first EP? Yeah. This might be our first EP. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna look. Keep talking. I'm gonna look. (laughs) It might be our first EP. Uh, well, if that's true. Through that lens, I'm. Oh no, no, no. wait, wait, wait. What was? Wait. Oh, Mario Judah. Mario Judah. Mario hey, Judah. No fucking oh, what? <laughs> Mario Are Judah. Are you serious? Is like a... demo tapes. No, demo tapes is a mixtape. Wait, darling, demo tapes is. You're telling me that whole lot of red, whole lot of red, by Mario Judah, not is by... an EP by my by Mario Judah by Mario, Mario Judah, Judah yeah. the four song track. That's song not EP. a mixtape. That's an EP. Yeah. Maradita's so story. Nice. But what is the difference? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty sure. It was a whole Please lot of Please tell me. Um, Let's just go to Wikipedia. <laughs> and the other thing is, like, it's it's for sure the first EP that we've done that's from a, like, established artist where Mario Judah's, yeah. like, literally a guy on twitter who was mad at yeah. playboy Carter. we had no projects to compare it to you know yeah this we do like like yeah when i think of eps to me eps are spare time projects that like when i when i hear the word ep i think of a spare time project or uh i'm in the middle of making an album here are some great songs i made but they're not going to go on the album that's typically also when i think of an ep if an album, if an artist is in album making mode and drops an EP, it's usually these are leftovers that I still think are good enough to release, but just don't count it as like the my project project. Then what is a mixtape? Oh, it is an EP. So, so to me, mixtapes and EP will have almost the same function of just like these are good songs I've made, but they're not like my album. Either my album has a concept or whatever. For whatever reasons, these songs won't fit, but they're good enough for you to hear in the public. Um, I just don't want it to be counted against me as like my album. Um, mixtapes are usually longer, 
So like I'll consider a mixtape anything that has like at least more than seven songs, uh, seven to like a hundred, whatever. Whereas EPs, like I don't think of anything like seven is even long for an EP. Uh, seven is like where you're starting to hit album life, but EPs, I think between four and seven songs typically. And EPs are going to feature a lot more like original production, not just straight up. Samples yeah, and mixtapes will mixtapes will be taken <laughs> like like EPs you could upload to your Spotify typically because you're you know whatever mixtapes are typically like I just took beats from random places here and you have to get them off Datpiff or something and yeah you got to go like that dude fucking Datpiff was just a website bro those mixtape days bro I was oh my god bro I was out here dog <laughs> <laughs> datpiff.com um. But yeah, no, this is our first EP, so you're all right. Great. I'm an established artist, that Mario Judah clown. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, like if, if I was listening to this as a, like an album, it would have been different. Like I, I might have, I mean, I still wouldn't have felt like you because I like the production in my look, but I would have understood your feelings more on like the intro, the outro, whatever. Like when I see EP, just first thing in my mind is side project spare time project so i didn't like for me it's just do these songs sound good individually i'm not looking at it as an album so sometimes, anyone? <laughs> yeah i guess it's time to plug it in uh, you want to start milo do i want to start yeah because it's probably the most underwhelming decision <laughs> so the what I wrote down earlier was at first coming into this, I was I was like, I'm, I'm not going to say, like, just avoid this like the plague, but I'm not going to give it a spicy. But actually, after discussing it, I'm going to give it a kind of spicy. And the reason for that is based off of what of Alan. So it, if I had to like to keep the food metaphors and analogies like a restaurant i like the aesthetic of the restaurant when alan was describing like the structure about Mm -hmm. switching the songs around and this you know taking stuff off the last album putting on the front and and the artistry and making the album and the choices that went into like ordering the tracks Mm -hmm. that that appealed to me a lot and then the bars you guys were mentioning were, were were pretty good so if i had to compare it to a restaurant it'd be like the aesthetic of the restaurant and the smell of the food i just couldn't get a reservation because of the production mm-hmm. but if the production had been, yeah i would have been able to get there and eat the food you, probably, that makes, that's, a, that's a good that's a good one yeah if you were able to be in the restaurant you would have enjoyed it but you just weren't able to get in yeah but it's covid right now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what's, what's that one song y'all niggas in the outside of club <laughs> trying to get yeah, in. Yeah. What, is, what song is that Boy. it's uh, look at me now by chris brown Oh, that's what it is. Like, I, mean, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I call you trying to get in. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yellow, yum, guinea. <laughs> Whatever. I don't remember how that song goes, but. <laughs> like I, actually, that. I think that's the first. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's the first line. I think something, something like that. <laughs> so. <laughs> bro, that song hit, bro. Chris, was that Chris Brown? Um... Oh, you're saying a Chris Brown song hit? Nice, dude. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hey, I mean, you can't. Do you like XXX Tentacion? No, I love X. Okay. So I like I, I like canceled artists. It's not a thing where where I yeah. dislike every canceled artist, but I don't like X. I, I, There's I, a lot of canceled artists that I do like. Like, oh, you I would be lying if 
I'd be lying if I'd never liked the Ignition remix, right? Oh, that fire. Would, that would be a lie. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> okay, we're going to get back to this. We're, I swear to God, no, we're going to get back to this. But, we're uh, not. We're not. But, but dog, I, know you don't, I know you don't fuck with Joe Rogan. You gotta listen to some of these clips, at least, from, like, the Freddie Gibbs, Joe Rogan podcast. They're sitting there talking about mayors doing meth. Uh, Freddie Gibbs talks about selling coke. And then they start talking, and they have, like, a whole 10-minute discussion on R. Kelly. And then Freddie Gibbs is like, man, it's a damn shame. And then Joe Rogan's like, what? Him, uh, R. Kelly being in jail? He's like, he's like, yeah. He was like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The nigga did some fucked up shit. He deserved jail. But it's just a waste of talent. <laughs> The nigga can sing. Uh, <laughs> and I was just crying, bro. He's like, that nigga can sing. And for 10 minutes, hearing him and Joe Rogan talk about R. Kelly is like, what universe am I in right now? Like, this doesn't make any I sense. I do. I don't care about Joe Rogan, but I do want to hear. <laughs> I do want to fucking hear Freddie talk about R. Kelly. It, it's so funny. Hear, I'll, post, yeah. I'll post a link in our chat. This shit is so funny. But, yeah. um. Wait, where's it Oh, yeah. No, so the whole reason. So I don't fuck with Chris Brown, mainly actually, like, for the shit that happened. Like, I just kind of, like, uh, stopped fucking with them. But I could admit 100% that that song, that was after the Rihanna thing, right? I'm pretty sure. Or was that before? Look at me now. I think yeah. that was after the Rihanna thing. Because okay. I can't yeah, it was so long ago, I can't remember anymore. But that song 100% slapped. All the verses slapped. Little Wayne's verse was hard to sell on the song. Fuck! I'm not trying to. I'm not shut up, Alex. So I know it, it's just you, you literally could have said it like you, you could have used anything else. But you have to what hundred promises isn't purpose? This is literally. Is it, is it a at, hit, dude? If you look at every episode, it's how I describe every song. So like, no, I, I know, I know you didn't do it on purpose, and that makes it funnier. so consciously thinking yeah. about it. These songs were amazing. They sounded great. Beautiful, like, beautiful bars, you know. Um, everything was nice. <laughs> okay. And exquisite. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. So we were in uh, Spicy Meter. <laughs> Milo gave it a kind of spicy. <laughs> yeah, I gave uh, it a kind of spicy. Alan? The assault happened oh. in 2009, by the way. When did so, yeah, it, it was before. It, 2011 when the song came out. Oh, okay. So you're, yeah, you're not doing, you're not in good shape. Damn, that was 12 <laughs> years ago. Holy shit. The Chris Brown still has been... a career. Chris Brown, yeah. What blew my mind was with Chris Brown, like, it wasn't, like, just that, like, it was, like, some girl that we did, that no one knew, that no one cared about. Like, this was Rihanna, was a Rihanna. major star. He beat the shit out of a mega star, and her pictures were online. Like, that's what kind of got me. Like, at least, like, I should say at least, but like with people like, you know, eggs or I don't know if you listen to famous eggs, but like, or G Herbo, like all these, I mean, there's the list is not end of rappers who have been claimed for sexual assault. So, but at least with the vast majority, if not all of them, the um, assault was on a person that we don't know. It was just a personal girlfriend that the world didn't know. So I'm kind of surprised that like, and this might say a lot about Chris Bounds, like musical or and entertainment talent the fact that like he had a career like it still blows my mind he assaulted one of the like most loved you know women on earth and like bruised her face super bad the world saw it and he had a career like it, it blows my mind i think i think it's interesting just to think i would have in my mind it would play out much differently in 2020 oh, 100%. than in 2009 if those pictures came out in 2017 
or something like that, 2016, 2017, without a yeah, done, those no. pictures came out, done. Done, so not even a question. <laughs> yeah. But remember, we all fucking crucified Kanye in 2006 or nine or whenever it was for just never going Kanye. on stage, <laughs> just drunk saying. And interrupting somehow, a white woman. Yeah. <laughs> so take that however you will. I'll I'll give I'll bring us back. I think this is spicy. I wish it was a little more differentiated, but I get it. These are just some songs that Peggy made during quarantine. But I mean, the bars are there. Like, I think I think you're gonna like it if you want Peggy at his fucking veteran style, aggressive with mm-hmm. a little bit of the cornballs influence of him singing. This is kind of a nice combo for that. So I'm definitely going to give it a spicy. I do I do expect more from Peggy's next album, though. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good place for me to land. Mark? So I thought this was a solid spicy. I liked it. First time listening, I wasn't a hugest fan. Second time listening, uh, I liked it a lot more, though. Um, and then, yeah, it's really, you really, like, if you, like, I mean... There's going to be a lot of you that are going to be like Milo to where like the production is not going to be your style. And because of that, you're not going to be getting like if you like the production is the highlight is what's standing out. And so if you can't get past the production or if you don't like the production, it's going to be hard to get past it. So I think it's going to be a lot of you like Milo. But if you do like the production, you're going to love this. We're going to love this entire project. Um, if you don't like it, hit Peggy up on Twitter and then you can get the full experience. <laughs> Tell him to learn how to produce on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that camera might be coming for you. Dog. You go find your IP address, Milo. Dog. You go. Yeah. <laughs> so ExpressVPN helps mask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, VPN sponsors. Let's yeah, that VPN sponsorship. Surf Shark and ExpressVPN, Tunnel Bear. I don't know all these things, but yeah, I'm just saying. I don't use VPNs. What are we talking about? <laughs> Not out here streamer taking shit. Um. <laughs> um but yeah again this is spicy this is dope uh, this does get me excited for the next album um you know i i mean I, I doubt he's gonna from what i've heard from cornballs and then these two eps i do not think i do not think he's gonna let us down for the album so i'm hyped um cool two song recommendations mines are celtic and this one's for us so i'm gonna go with you on this one's for us and I'm actually going to pick, I could totally go with Celtic, but I think to, I think I also really like Fix Yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, so I'm going to go with Fix Yourself and This One's For Us. And then I'll let mm-hmm. Milo choose between those. So thank God Alan did that because it makes it so much easier. So I'm going to go with Fix Yourself because of the vocals. That I specifically wrote down the vocals were cool on that one. So that's an easy choice for me. And then Panic Room because of the, the, the beat. That was the best beat that I heard on the album mm. as far as – so great. Easy math. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> so it's this one. Surprise. So fix yourself. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Those will be added to the playlist. Uh, go check it out. It's fire. Still go check our 2020 favorites playlist. That playlist is still fire. Um, I think it's better than the album appetizer. It is. It is. It's, but, it's better than the album appetizer. Yeah. just because we had more of a choice. It's, it's definitely a narrow selection. So, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, go check them both out, though, both for fire um, on Spotify. Alan, you want to talk about what we're doing next week? Yeah, so following along this massive fucking trend of deluxe albums releasing a long-ass time after the original ones, we're going to be taking a look at the Denzel Curry and 
Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Kenny Beats. And Kenny, Kenny Beats. The project's called Unlocked, right? Yeah, Unlocked 1.5. Unlocked 1.5. So basically, mm-hmm. Denzel Curry, he's just an insane fire rapper who, if you've anywhere near independent rappers in the past five years, you know about Denzel Curry. Mm-hmm. Kenny Beats, if you're anywhere near about rappers, you know about Kenny Beats, the producer. And so early in 2020, they made this kind of like comic book themed film album combo called Unlocked. And it probably, it wasn't my favorite by Denzel. I think it was just good, but I always have like, much like Peggy for Curry, I have like a really high bar. And yeah, I'm excited to get back into Unlocked because I thought it was good. I thought originally it was good, but it didn't stick out to me that much. So I'm excited to get back and see these some of these remixes. There's some big names featured on the remixes. So we'll be back. Denzel next week, Unlocked, 1.5. Woohoo. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Ciao. Later, guys.